Welcome to Meeting Malchemists, a pavement podcast. Hey, it's JD, back for another week. I am completely uncool and underqualified to be undertaking such a project. But here we are, trying to meet Malchemists. By going through the catalog of seminal indie rock band Pavement, track by track, week over week. This week we're staring straight into the eyes of track five on the debut LP, Slanted and Enchanted. So, there's that. It's a lovely day out today, but I'm uh, a little miffed. Several of my recent episodes have come out with the first two or three minutes clipped off. And it's an issue going on with my service provider, my host. And uh, I wrote them a strongly worded letter today. Used all my strong words. Um, Bicep. Fort. Which is French for strong. French not being my forte. But I do know the word fort. So there's that. It's been fixed on the back end now. And if you want to go back and listen to any of those episodes, the previous five were the ones that were affected. Um, they're fixed up, so you can do that if you'd like. And uh, that's cool. The t-shirts have been um, a hit. I'm surprised. They're, you know, um, they're t-shirts. They say uncool and underqualified on the front. The N is replaced with a lightning bolt. And they've got a side patch uh, of the Meeting Malchemist logo, which is, uh, you know, pretty precious. So you can order those. I think they're 25 bucks, And I get about four back for that. So everybody wins. You've got a shirt on your back, and I can pay my podcast host for clipping episodes. Motherfuckers. This week in emails, I've got a long one to read, so we'll just read one. Keep them coming, though, folks. Tell me about a time you met Malcolmus. Tell me about a time that you were introduced to pavement, how it happened. And uh, we'll read it on here and talk about it. It's fun to share our little community. I can tell you that um, before I get into this email, I bought my tickets to the uh, Portugal show next spring, uh, or late spring, early summer. And I'm really excited about this. So if uh, you're getting tickets yourself for this show or you've already got them, Shoot me an email about that, too. Maybe we can arrange a, a pub date and uh, talk some pavement before the show or after or, no, not during. My God. I've never been to Portugal. Um, so I'm excited about that as well. I'm fucking jammed. Yeah. Okay, so this email comes from RH, and sorry if I uh, 
have trouble with at our age, but um, it's a longie. So I'm just going to make the font really big right now because I'm old and my glasses, of which I got new ones, um, don't always do what they should. Hey, JD, I wanted to write you to say thank you so much for your podcast. You're welcome. It's terrific to have a weekly dose of all things pavement, which has brought together fans from across the world. You know what? I'm blown away by that. Uh, so many UK, Australia fans of this show, uh, of the band. Let's let's be honest. They're fans of the band. But, um, you know, they exhibit that by downloading the show. Thank you for your dedication, enthusiasm, and humor you bring to every show. I wouldn't be where I am today without pavement. Whoa. Here's my little story. I first discovered pavement a year or so after they had played the infamous gig at Brixham where Malcolmus had handcuffs wrapped around his microphone stand. I was in my mid-teens. My little circle of friends were into bands like Korn, Deftone, Deftones, and Rage Against the Machine which I quite liked, but never felt like any of them were my band. Weezer were probably the first alternative band I took to my heart. This this was around the time that the much-anticipated follow-up to Pinkerton was about to drop, the Green Album. God, I love Pinkerton. A couple of friends liked Weezer, but the common room stereo was usually hogged by the trendier kids who played Californication on constant repeat. My condolences to you there. The Green Album was released, and my music research continued deeper, and it led me to pavement, as it should have. I'm not sure the exact path, but somewhere down the internet dial-up rabbit hole, I found them. Nobody I knew had heard of them, which was cool, as I felt they were my own secret band. I quickly saved up for and got gifted their albums and loved them all taking the time to get to know each album, their styles, their progression. This led into the following summer and to the Reading Festival. It was to be our first time going. Once the lineup was announced and we looked at all the bands in the bill, my name wasn't drawn to Marilyn Manson headlining. It was Stephen Malkmus on one of the smaller stages. He had come to England to support his debut solo album, Swoon, which I had recently purchased and loved. There was a problem, though. SM was playing at the same time as Marilyn Manson. All my friends chose to watch Manson, but I was adamant. I was seeing Malcolmus. I didn't care if I had to go by myself. So I did, and it was spectacular. I remember being in the crowd in that moment and thinking, I belong here. After the set, I was to meet my friends out of tents, which I did. I was the first one back and discovered that my bag had been stolen. I was gutted. All my stuff had been taken. This, coming off the high of seeing Malcolmus, was tough to take. However, my sleeping bag was left, and tucked away at the bottom of it was my old battered Walkman stereo, which had Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain recorded to cassette inside of it. I put that on, looked at the stars, and the stolen bag was, a tempor- was temporarily forgotten. Fast forward a few years, and my pavement obsession only grew. I was the guy who loved pavement. Who, everyone would ask? And I loved that. Malcolmus came to England a couple years earlier, a couple years later, rather. Face the Truth had just come out, and a friend and I went to see the Jicks. 
It was a tiny venue, a tiny stage, and we were right up front. It was wonderful. I got a few decent shots of Steven soaked through with sweat, playing his guitar behind his neck during the solo of Church on White. Now, if we push on a couple more years to when I was about to start again at university, I was nervous, younger than a lot of the others, doubting my abilities, but something wonderful happened. I was able to share emails with a couple of the younger people on the course, and I started up an instant message chat conversation with one of the girls. My chat name was Meltastic, and straight away she asked me if this was a pavement reference. I was floored. Someone in real life knew about pavement. I'll add as a caveat here, during this time I had been a regular contributor to the message board on the official Stephen Malcolmist website. So I had found an online community to share my passion with, which was great. But this was different. This was an actual, real girl who actually knew and actually liked pavement. Conversations continued, and I offered to let this girl borrow Perfect Sound Forever, the fantastic book by Rob Jovanovic. I lent it to her the next day, as we met up for coffee before class. This led to more pavement talk, and music talk in general. Pavement had given me an in with a girl, and a cool girl as well. Now, by the power of music, and a bit of luck, this girl is now my wife of over 10 years. We have a child together. We later saw Pavement together when they reformed and curated the ATP Festival in Minehead. To end this story, we even ended up getting married, although it was quite by a lucky coincidence on Malcolmus's birthday. So who knows how different things might have been for me if I had never discovered pavement. I'm just truly grateful I did, and it led me to where I am today. Yours, with much gratitude, R.H. First of all, R.H., what a fantastic story. I mean, to find your wife through music that you both connect to and love is wonderful. There's a band that my wife and I are quite connected to as well. And under a different alias, I have a podcast about it as well. <laughs> and um, it is a wonderful thing to share that experience, to share that music, to share that passion. And uh, congratulations to you both.
What is it you like about pavement? What are the ingredients that make a tremendous pavement song? Is it jangly guitar? Is it fuzz? Is it screech? Is it wonderful turn of phrase? Is it a catchy jump up and downable chorus? I don't know. It could be any one of those things. But then every once in a while, you get a song like Conduit for Sale, which is literally Voltron. And it fucking becomes a super giant robot ready to slash your body to bits with its fucking incredibleness. This is the fifth song on this record, and we have yet to slow down. We uh, have got a whiplash at this point with looking around, trying to figure out what the hell we're listening to, who these guys are, and how they got so motherfucking good. I'd be remiss to say that um, in my list of ingredients there, I missed drumming. But uh, it goes without saying I've talked enough about Gary's drum work. Uh, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I think it's tremendous. Now, what's really cool about this song, too, is when they put it on the road, um, at this time they were touring with, you know, an almost current lineup. They were touring with Gary in lieu of Steve West, but Mark Eibold was playing at this point with them, and so was Bob. And as such, um, Bob would often take the uh, I'm trying parts, leaving Malcolmus to, you know, work through the uh, verses. And work through the verses he had to. I mean, this is a dense song. There were only, what, two verses? But the number of words, no, three verses, the number of words in those verses is mesmerizing. Uh, How Stephen was able to keep it straight, you know, time after time, it blows my mind. And if you in your head, when I said time after time, said in your head is my least favorite song, then kudos to you, because that's what I said in my head, and that's why I paused. Um, I don't know. Um, who, who, let's, I mean, let's dig into the lyrics a little bit. Imagine if you were Air Brocketer, alias and nobleman, son of sun, of sky, and of scion. Now, right there, son of sun of sky and of scion is just a wonderful turn of phrase. You get the alliteration with all the S's. You get the the word sky and scion that on paper look like they should be closer matches than they actually are. But they still work really well together. It's It's a wonderful turn of phrase. Um, but who is this person? Why is there, why are they, um, uh, adopting an alias if they're a nobleman, you know, there is a story here with a, a beginning, a middle and an end. And I don't, I'm not smart enough. I should add that to my thing too. I'm uncool, underqualified and fucking dumb. Um, cause I don't. I can't quite piece it all together. Like I'm better with songs that are more metaphorical and this is a little bit more straightforward. And, um, 
you know, we, we, we jump to the end, unable to bear the scandal, Ray, philanthropist, rents low-down scapos in the conduit. Air Brocketer offers said land for a song, but no one wants to sing. And up until that point, we've got this sort of rhythm breakdown um, with the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-da, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
next song is called Fame Thrower. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. I'm social. Check me out at Meeting Malcolmus. And be a dear. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.